Welcome to the Profit First for Contractors mini-series here on Builder Funnel Radio. In this series, I team up with Sean Van Dyke to walk you through his Profit First for Contractors system in detail. If you're not making a profit or just not making as much profit as you'd like to be in your construction business, stay tuned. And if you don't know Sean, Sean is a construction business coach, an international keynote speaker, and author of two books, Profit First for Contractors and The Paperwork Punch List. Most contractors are not profitable, which makes them feel uncertain about what they need to do to grow their construction businesses. Sean believes construction business owners should be as good at business as they are at their craft. And that's why after 20 plus years of owning and operating multiple construction businesses, Sean became a construction business coach. He now works with construction business owners, executives, and managers all over the world and shows them how to stop losing profits and wasting time. Sean helps contractors get their lives back. He is also the founder of the Built to Build Academy, which creates confident construction business owners through educational training and mentoring programs so that you can start, grow, and build a profitable construction business. Now stay tuned for the Profit First for Contractors mini-series here on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode three of Profit First for Contractors here on Builder Funnel Radio. Got Sean with me again. Uh, surprise, surprise. We didn't switch up the guest in this series. Yeah, thanks for having me back. <laughs> After that last one, I didn't know if you were going to you know, continue the series or not, so I appreciate you. If you, had, you know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that last episode. Uh, Spencer got a little scared. I was going down, you know, kind of saying some things about marketing that I don't know that he really liked, but I got invited back. So thanks. Yeah. I think you made a full recovery there. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. We, and, and by recovery, I mean, we just cut that part out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty of editing. So. Yeah. That's what I always say. We'll fix it in post. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. You're doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's uh, for those that that listened to the last episode, um, we covered a lot. So maybe let's recap it. If you haven't listened to that episode, you'll want to hit that one first. So go back to episode two before you listen to this one. Even though this one has started off fantastic, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like you said, you'll just fix it. You'll yeah. fix it. So. Yeah. So just to give a quick uh, a quick review of what you know where what we're talking about in this one and how we got here is we're talking about the. Profit First for Contractors 453 framework. So you have four core principles, five foundational bank accounts, and then three rules. So it's a combination of all of those things working together that helps you implement the system. So very quickly, the four core principles that we talked about in the last episode were small plates, serve sequentially, remove temptation, and enforce a rhythm. That leads to the five, five foundational bank accounts, income, profit, tax, owner's compensation, and operating expenses. So if you're not up to speed on those, after you, after you, it's okay. Finish this episode out and then go back and listen to that episode and it'll it'll be totally clear. And so in this one, we wanted to talk about the three rules of Profit First for Contractors. Yeah. yeah and I'm excited for this too, because I'm sure there's some interesting reason why you're not counting up like three, four, five. You know, you just had to make it a little bit confusing here. We start with four, we go to five, but three must be magical. So what are the, what are the three rules? I know people kind of get scared when we have to dig into the finances. Um, but do these things help us with that? Or, or are they just like yeah. commandments of finance? Or <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Maybe I should the three commandments. Uh, yeah. That sounds pretty more serious. powerful. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. marketer. So you're yeah, welcome, exactly. So. <laughs> you're, you got, you're, you're much better at copy than I am. So really, the, the way that I when I would start teaching this, and when I wrote the book, so you won't find these three rules in the book. 
because the three rules really came out of me teaching this to contractors and, and appearing on stage and really helping it sink in. And so the four core principles, that's that came from Mike McAlwitz's and I built upon those, the five foundational accounts are just the profit first system. And then as I taught this to contractors, I kind of developed these three rules because I realized that a lot of construction business owners thinking about like how to deal with their finances, how to understand them. You know, and you hear it all the time that game is that, that business is just a game. So I came up with these three rules, meaning like when you start playing this game of business, when you're managing the cash, just like any, any game or any sport that we start, we need to start off with some rules, the things that are going to kind of keep us in bounds while we're learning all of the particulars about how to, how to play the game. So that's where really where the profit first for contractors, three rules comes from. And they're, they're pretty straightforward. And this is not only the key to implementation, but these are also the starting points. So rule number one is your income is 100% of your budget. That means that makes if sense. you, yeah, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. But it's, and so people will hear that and they'll say, oh, okay, well, duh, like, okay, that's not anything profound. Yeah, it's not profound. It's simple. But here's the problem with that you might find if you're a construction business owner is you will look on your profit and loss statement and your profit and loss statement at the very top has all of the income for your business listed there. And then you'll look down at the bottom of your profit and loss statement at this thing called net profit. And you'll say, okay, hopefully there's a positive number there. And you'll say, great, I'm, I'm profitable. Or your CPA will look at that number and say, yeah, you're profitable. Now you owe some taxes. But then you look at the bank account and you say, well, wait a minute, where's all the money? Those, those numbers don't match. And that's because when you're looking at your, your profit and loss statement, even though it shows all of the money that comes into the business, it doesn't account for all of the money that goes out of the business. It does account for certain expenditures in your business, cost of goods sold and expenses. I won't get into the details of that, but that's where we, that's why we came up with the rule to say, you have to understand where the other monies are going out of your business. But we start with saying, if you, if let's, for example, you're a million dollars in revenue. If you spend more than a million dollars, you're going to, three things are going to happen. You're either going to go into debt, which is not a good thing. Uh, you're going to steal money from future projects that are coming in, um, or you're going to take profits from a previous time period to pay for that. Because So that's rule number one. Your income is 100% of your budget. If you yeah, spend I feel like that's kind of like uh, you're going out of bounds, you know, on a basketball course. Like, hey, you're operating within the lines here. So. That's right. That's right. And the, but the problem is, is we say, okay, you might be spending more during any given period of time, like a smaller period of time, not that big of a deal. Week to week, meaning, hey, I just got $50,000 deposit in this week. We're doing great. I didn't get anything coming in next week and some money went out. So if you were to look at a two-week time period, um, you could be negative on the, but as you get out and look at the month or at the quarter, you could be positive. You could, and I find businesses operate, they have two or three really good quarters. And this is just a regular cycle of business. And then they always have a negative quarter. Every business is a little bit different. Um, but there are positive and negative quarters, but hopefully they not only balance themselves out, but you're making money. So year over year, rule number one has to apply or you're going to have some problems. So people are saying like, it's the reason that rule number one exists is because the profit and loss statement doesn't tell the whole story. And so you got to understand where, what 100% of your income is 
so that you can project out and spend 100% of your budget. Now, let me back up and say, you need to spend 100% of your budget. And one of those expenditures is profit, meaning every dollar that comes into your business, that a certain percentage of that needs to be set aside or spent on the most important aspect of the business, which is profit. So that's where rule number rule number one comes in. Like yeah, you said, and, and just and to, to drill in on that a little bit, do you you said you know a lot of businesses have good months and bad months or quarters? You know, do you um, do you have recommended frequencies? Like everyone should be doing monthly P and Ls and stuff like that. But uh, are there red flags that trigger you know at certain points for you, or or is it just Hey, as long as we're on track for the year and we hit that, you know, that profit number, we're okay. Well, I, to, to give some people some comfort when they start dropping into and analyzing their profit and loss statement, you have to realize that, especially in, in construction, this is what I have found. And this isn't, this is not an industry standard. Uh, I, if you've read the book, you know, I don't go about industry standards, but this is a rule of thumb. It wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be atypical to find a construction company that has five positive quarter, sorry, five positive months, four flat months, meaning like you're just kind of breaking even and then three negative months in a year. So I did my math right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So in general, but at least that one was five, four, three. Yeah. I'm um, glad you went in order. That's how my mind works. But, But what happens is if you drop into the and look at the analysis of one of those five positive months. See, they're, they're going to be so positive that you'll think, man, we're in, we're, we're making a killing, right? And, but if you look at it, that's your lead up to your busy time of the year. Everybody has cycles, right? Mm-hmm. So if you drop in and you start analyzing based on one of those five really, really good months, you're probably going to have double the net profit that you would um, when, when the year ends up. So you got to make sure you understand, am I looking at a very busy time, a very profitable time in my business? Am I looking at one of those like, hey, we're, we're coming out of the busy season. We have a little bit of lag here. This is one of those flat months. And then we all have those in our businesses where whatever it is. And for a lot of people in construction, you know, it's around the holidays when people, especially for remodeling contractors or whatever, um, they don't, you know business is going to taper off a little bit. So you need to know where your negative months are. And if you can solve the problem and take a negative month and just get it to be a flat month, all of that money can go down to the, can go down to the net profit at the bottom, bottom line. So it's just understanding where that cycle and business that you are. Yeah. And, and I definitely like looking at the, you know, month to month, but to your point, like we're seasonal, we go in cycles. And so year over year can be helpful for identifying those trends. And you can look at back at last year, two years ago and see where those negative months were and how negative they were versus the positive months to start prepping for those. Yeah. Um, And you can identify like when you take specific actions, let's say, you know, again, five positive months, four flat months and, and three negative months. um, And then you, and then you're trending and say, Hey, we hit six positive months this year. We're probably doing better. And, and we know what drove those things. Those things just don't happen. Um, and so it becomes really powerful when you, again, you need to drop in and do an analysis every month and take a look at it. But when you start identifying these things on a monthly basis, then you can look back and say, hey, 
the things that we tested out. Oh, that builder funnel thing is working for us, right? So to make up for the last episode, hey, it's working for us. <laughs> let's go do some more of that. Let's go pour some and let's go pour some more fuel, some more cash on that thing because it's working. And then you level up the business when you can identify those things. So all of that comes from rule number one and seeing where 100%, what are, what is 100% of our income for this month, for this quarter and for this year. And we got to, we got to not spend more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And before we get to rule two, just to emphasize, I, I loved what you said is, Hey, this is a hundred percent of the budget, but you're going to spend all a hundred, but you're spending first on profit, then on taxes, then on owner's comp, and then your expenses going back yeah. to the previous episode. So you're going to spend it all. But several of those accounts have a really, really important purpose to them. So Yeah, and for a lot of construction business owners, don't kid yourself. You're spending all of it anyway. <laughs> right. That, so that's why I say spend some of it on profit. And when I say spend it, you don't actually spend You just put it in the bank account and then spend it on yourself, meaning you know, actually pay yourself, the owner, a profit. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so what's, what's rule number two? All right. Rule number two is you got to play the percentages. So it, it ties back to rule number one, meaning when you start divvying up the money, serving your serving your business sequentially through the different bank accounts, um, you have to understand how the percentages of your business change over time. So an example that I'll, I'll use for this, I'm just kind of doing math in my head, is to say, let's say that we have, um, you know, a million dollars in revenue and we run the numbers on a profit and loss and it shows our costs of goods sold are 83% or we spent $830,000, right? So our cost of goods sold is 83%. I need to know what that percentage is and say, okay, did we make any profit at those, you know, at that cost of goods sold? And the answer is probably no, that's a pretty high cost of goods sold. So we need to say, all right, but we know what the dollar amount was, 830,000. So we say, well, what if, we could sell $830,000 for more than a million dollars. That's what we did last year and it gave us 83%. But if we took that same amount of work and we sold it for some dollar amount, I don't know that yet, and, but we said it was only 70%, then what would that revenue have to be in order that $830,000 is 70%. So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, he's getting into numbers. But, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is- <laughs> Pick some easier numbers, Sean. <laughs> yeah, pick some easier numbers. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is that you didn't do anything except you just sold the work, same amount of work, you just sold it for a different price. That's going to change your percentage. Basically, you're saying like, hey, if we sold the same work for 1.1 instead of a million, now we've got another 100,000 that's going below that because yeah, you still use the 830 for our That's dollars. right. The 83% or the $830,000 is 83% of a million dollars, but now we sold it for something more than a million dollars. The dollar didn't change, but the percentage did. So the percentage actually lowers. And so the way for your, uh, your listeners to think about that is a lot of times when I see those high percentages, I start there and say, okay, how can we cut costs? And they immediately start thinking, owners start thinking, well, I guess we could we could get more efficient use out of our materials. So that's good. You need to be doing that anyway. But they really start thinking and it's hard. They're like, well, I, I guess sometimes they say, well, I can, I can let this person go. I don't need them. I'm like, well, again, that's trimming the fat. You should be doing that anyway. So I, I paint it like this and say, okay, your, your plumber gives you a price to do work and says it's $10,000 to do you know, his scope of work. And you're going to go back to him and say, hey, Jim, 
um, thanks for giving me your price. It's $10,000, but I've been listening to this, these guys on Builder Funnel Radio and they said I need to cut costs. So I need to pay you $8,000 because I got to cut my costs. Jim, the plumber is going to be like, see ya, right? Yeah. I'm going to go work for somebody else. So you're not lowering the dollar amount, right? You can't actually cut a lot of the dollars there. Um, you, what you need to do is sell Jim's work, Jim, the plumber, for $15,000 instead of the twenty or the $12,000, which is the difference between a 20% markup or a 50% markup. But it's simpler to raise your prices and that's going to lower your percentages. That's a way that you quote unquote cuss, cut costs by lowering the percentages. So you, and as you grow, for example, on your expenses, your expenses will probably get lower as you grow. And the same math works, meaning we may find that we'll spend more dollars on expenses, but the percentage of the dollars is lower because, again, I'll, it, we've hired the right marketing team, and now those dollars are producing more income than they did before. We're spending more dollars, but the return on that lowers our percentage. You have to know the percentages of your business and also of your industry. For example, remodeling contractors that, you know, to, to have a healthy business, I'd say they probably need a 10% net profit uh, before taxes, 10 to 12%, very healthy. A plumbing contractor, I would say that has a 10 to 12% net profit is probably suffering because they're a, a service-based con uh, contractor, meaning they do a lot of, uh, they have a lot of calls, right? looking at plumbers, electricians, HVC, other specialized service um, companies, they can be in the 20, 22% net profit. And so a lot of people are, hear that and they'll be like, man, I'm getting out of, <laughs> I'm getting out of contracting. I'm getting into plumbing or whatever. Yeah. But, but there's a reason for that. General contractors do a lot of general things. Plumbing contractors, roofers, they do one thing. That's the reason their margins, their profits can be higher. Whatever your business is in your market, you need to understand how the percentages work. So you got to play the percentages and it all has to add up to 100%. Yeah. Going back yeah. to rule number one, if they don't add up to 100%, you're in trouble. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I like your examples too around the cutting costs. And then in, in some instances, you're actually, your dollars go up, but your expenses are less. And again, it's all based on the percentage. But I heard this uh, this saying that that stuck with me, and it kind of speaks to that. But there's there's a limit to what you can cut, but there's no limit to what you can charge or earn on the top end. You know, there's always growth opportunity there. Um, and so, yes, trim the fat, like you're saying, but you will hit a wall eventually where you you just need you know a core set of expenses to to operate um, and operate at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, it's the, it's one of those things that understanding or playing the percentages will keep you from going out and saying, okay, well, I'm going to buy a $35,000 truck. And then I'll say, okay, what's that going to do to the dollar amount, right? It's going to raise the dollar amount. And if it, if that $35,000 truck doesn't raise your revenue, then you're going to raise the percentage. We got to get that $35,000 truck to raise it enough to keep the percentages on the expenses the same or, and that, you know, that hit a lot of people right there. They're like, Sean, I'm, but I want to go get that new truck as opposed to getting a $7,000 truck. And I understand you say, well, it's branding. We don't want to show up in a clunker and all that. Hey, great. You're already starting to think 
and playing the percentages, right? $7,000 truck ain't going to do it because it's going to look, you know, crappy or whatever, but a $35,000 truck, I can't, I can't justify that. And then we find our sweet spot and say, okay, I'll, you know, I'll get a, I'll get a $12,000 truck, something that I can actually afford. Yeah. I can yeah. make, I can play the percentages with that one. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And, and if you do all this, you can have the profit to then invest and grow. And eventually you can get the $35,000 truck that fits in the percentage. So, well, once you, well, yeah, I'm again, at the risk of offending a lot of people out there, once you work really hard to make profit and you understand how the numbers work, you, you're playing rule number one, you're playing by rule number two, then you're like, you start looking at the $35,000 truck and being like, man, what a waste. Yeah. As soon as I sure. drive it off the lot, I lose $10,000, you know, or whatever it is. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So rule number one, we've got hundred percent of your, uh, income, that's your budget. And then we're going to play the percentages. And so what's the, the last rule or, or commandment and, of finance? Yeah. The commandment I like that. <laughs> so here's rule number three. I'll tell your listeners, like this is, this does not serve my business as a business coach to, to drive this home. But this is where profit first for contractors starts and it's the key to implementation. You cannot know anything about your numbers or understand the financials. Now, you still need to do that. You've got to understand and do the work, but you don't have to understand that to start. Rule number three is start small. So for your, for your, and the reason I say it doesn't serve my business because I want you to get coaching for me. I want to work with your company. But if you go and start small, you may not need to. Um, and so, so here's what it is. Start small. Let's say that you don't know what the numbers are. You've not made a profit. You're not setting anything aside for taxes. Then you can start small. I say, start with a goal so small, it's impossible not to do. That's why the number, the magic number in your construction business is 1%. Take 1%. And this is what we say in the book right now, even before you have the bank account set up, go set up a profit account even just one account. I want you to set up all five and do the whole system, but go set up one account and take whatever balance is in your bank account and take 1% and stick it in your profit account and don't touch it. And it will be there at the end of the quarter and at the end of the year. And for some people doing that simple thing will make them profitable for the first time ever. And I promise you, you are not going to miss 1%. And so if you think about that, I don't care if it's you got $10,000 in the bank or you got $100,000 in the bank. Go set 1% aside and don't touch it. It's going to be there. And then when you've proven, yourself, proven to yourself over a period of time that, yeah, I didn't miss that money, then you do it again. Do what again? 1%. Now you start taking 2% of every dollar that comes in and stick it into your profit account. And then you, you need to set some percentages for your taxes and your owner's compensation and setting that money aside. And then to increase that, you just, we recommend once a quarter, increasing your percentage by no more than 1% until you've got so much cash built up in these accounts. You can say, I can make the, le- the leap by 2% or 3%. And so, so a lot of people are starting at zero for profit, for taxes, and, and their percentages are really low on your owner's compensation. So just start with where you're at and go to 1%. We call that the day one. So whatever you're doing now is day zero, run the numbers, and then you start with 1% added to those critical areas, profit, tax, and maybe owner's comp. Most of your money is going to be in your OPEX account because that's where it, it exists now. And then day one to what we call quarter one or three months from now, 
bump everything up by 1%. But what's going to go down is your OPEX account. And then operate like that for three months and just see how the cash goes and get back to operating your business and then bump it up by another percent. And you just keep bumping up by 1% quarter by quarter. And when you, and we go into this in the book and, and in my training program about how to develop your rollout plan for your business. And when you have a plan that's simple, 1% at a time, you start seeing the money differently in your business. And back to rule number two and rule number one, let's say a year from now, you go for, and I've seen this happen, you go from a 96% OPEX allocation, meaning 90 per, not, right now, 96% of all of the money that comes into the business gets spent on operating the business, not profit, not tax, not owner's compensation. You go from 96% to like 82% a year from now. You have to realize playing the percentage that 82% a year from now is probably more dollars than 96% of your income now because you're changing the way you operate. You're increasing your margins. So people thinking like, oh, we're just going to get more and more and more and more frugal. No, you're going to change the way you operate your business. And so 82% of a much bigger number is probably more dollars than eight, it's 96% of a smaller number. So that rule number three, if you know nothing else, everybody can start right there with 1% and just do that quarter by quarter. I love that. Yeah. And I've, I've found that to be true just with general habits in my life, like things that were really difficult to implement or you get started. But if you just start with something so little and you just dial that in and then you just kind of ratchet it up and then eventually, you know, you're, you're at your goal and it doesn't take as long as you think, but then it actually gets done versus trying to go all the way to the finish line immediately and you get confused and you know it breaks down and then you just give up. So uh, yeah, and so I, yeah, you're you're like, are you a runner? I try not to actually. Okay, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm a lifter. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's I the same some thing. Hiking. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're not going to go out and 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 you know squat. I don't know whatever you squat now. You're always in growth mode, so I don't know. You're probably up to four or five hundred pounds, right? You get you start small, right? And you do your reps, and then you add a little bit to it, and you don't even really realize it. Then before you know, six months later, but you still got to show up at the gym put the weights on the rack and do the work, right? And, and, but it's not that difficult to add a little bit more each time. And that's, that's, all you're, that's all you're doing. And you probably had those moments where you've been able to make big leaps because mm -hmm. the strength and the endurance, the habit is established, the motivation's there, and then you can push through and prove to yourself. And that's why I always tell people like, come up with a, a plan, a roll-up plan for four quarters, eight quarters, whatever it needs to be and start working it, it's going to happen faster than your plan. It always does. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head too, because the one of the most effective programs I've ever done is the five by five. And in that program, you basically, uh, well, you squat three times a week, which is terrible, it, it sucks. But anyway, <laughs> you each time you go in, you add literally the two and a half, the smallest weight you can find. Some gyms don't even have them, but you add those. And so you, you can barely notice it but you do that every single time and you realize like after a month or two, like, holy cow, I've already added like 20 or 30 pounds to, you know, to each side or whatever it works out to be. Um, and so, yeah, just, just start with something so incremental and, and then it just, it goes because you hardly feel the difference at every, you know, next stage. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's and, a, and it works and it works like you have to crunch the numbers. You need to look at your expenses. You got to know what your markup is. You got to do that analysis, but you don't need to do all of that to start. Start with 1% and 
and give yourself some time to figure out all the stuff, all of the other things in your business. And you'll, but you'll see it in the bank accounts. Yeah. You'll see yeah. it happen. That's awesome. And before we, we wrap this episode, I'm just curious, cause I know you talk to a lot of construction business owners and probably get to see uh, where people are at, you know, for profitability. Like you said, healthy for a remodeling business might be 10 or 12%. Uh, do you have a sense for where most people are at generally? If you just look at the industry, you know, are they operating in the low percentages or a lot of people negative? Is it, I don't know, where is it? Yeah, most most people, when I do some analysis, and this this is kind of across the board, sure. most of them that when they reach out to me, whatever their net needs to be, that that varies, but the they're charging about 20 or 30% too low. So their mm-hmm. income is is just about 20 or 30% too low to make the numbers work out. That's what I see time and time again. In in general, like I, I study a lot of uh, the the reports that come out from um, uh, Home Builders Association, they publish some things. And so they're dealing with some really big home builders. And so some of the numbers can kind of get skewed. But even taking a look at that, you, you got to take a look at like custom home builders, custom home builders with land, and then custom home builders or track builders. They're, they all vary a little bit. But totally. in general, I can say in the in the any kind of construction business, if you're below 10%, you're struggling. If you're around the five percent, like it is a nightmare. Cash flow is always tight, and the one reason is is because you use up five percent of your cash. You know, when I'm saying the five percent of your income is constantly being chewed up by operating your business. So on paper, you, yeah, you're profitable by five percent. You'll never see that money because it's being used on rent and on shop and on payroll and on taxes, and so below 6% or so, you're really struggling. 6 to 8%, um, you know there's a problem. 8 to 10%, you're like, okay, we got a few things figured out. It could be better. 10 to 12%, you're doing doing well. And then above 12%, it really gets into different, uh, it really gets into different um, industries. Like I said before, service-based uh, contractors uh, are probably going to see higher net profits. Uh, mm-hmm. But they also, their cost of goods sold are usually, you know, could be higher or lower because on the expenses side, and I mean, if you think about a plumber that has any size of a, a plumbing company, several trucks out on the road, they've got to have software and people that, that process calls, right? All so the time. Yeah. I, I call a plumber, I want to call a business that's able to get me a plumber within the next couple of hours. There's a whole lot of expenses software, people, and other systems that go into that. So you can't look at every business the same. But in general, I can tell you, hey, and the other rule of thumb is, is like you are, like you had said earlier on, you're at risk. You're putting all of this time, money, energy at risk, and you're making less than 10%. Just go take that money and dump it into the stock market. And year over year, long term, you'll probably get a better result than you will running a business. So that's why I say a minimum, you got to get above 10%. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's super helpful. And, and just going back to your last point, you know, if you, whether you're at five right now or three or seven or whatever, you know, if you just raise it 1%, you know, in a year or two, you'll pretty much be at that, that goal um, or above that goal. And so a year or two can feel like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it just like, it goes like that. So it's a worthwhile, endeavor. Um, 
But yeah, guys, this is the three rules, or uh, if I'm taking over the three commandments of finance. And uh, last episode was four core principles and the five foundational accounts. So we got a couple more episodes coming your way in this series of Profit First for Contractors. Sean, thanks again for joining me. And we'll see you next episode. All right, we'll see you next time. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>